purpose of this podcast is not just to discuss books but also sometimes discuss ideas the powerful ideas around us and uh, what more powerful idea could there be in medical sciences or biology than that of evolution but unlike some of the other powerful ideas in science such as that of big bang or black holes this one gets a lot of criticism and in fact gets hammered sometimes in certain parts of the world this has been excluded from the curriculum because it threatens some of the old ideas of the world and what we are doing in this world some people believe it makes their existence almost meaningless so while some people still try to merge this idea with their idea of god or religion others find it difficult to do that and therefore they completely ignore or ban the whole idea of evolution a uh, philosopher dan dennett has uh, described it as universal acid because this kind of destroys and eats through just about every traditional religious idea so what is this exactly and what is it all about is it just a theory and uh, may not be true let's talk about these possibilities first of all uh, this idea of evolution this comes in two parts one is the theory of evolution and the other one the natural selection i will talk about both of these things one by one and then eventually put them together uh on a very fundamental level the theory of evolution states that species like ourselves we change and we give rise to another which is to remember that we are not constant static things static species we evolve of course this process takes millions of years very long time so you cannot really observe it with your naked eyes as some people claim that why aren't we seeing with our eyes turning monkeys into humans i'll come to that point later but it's a really long process so see it like a seed a seed you plant it and eventually it grows into a big tree that is how this view sees life on earth that life began on a fundamental level then eventually it grew out in different branches on one branch you'll find one kind of animals on another branch you'll find different set of animals but you will find the common connections so for example there are two two adjacent branches which are neighbor to each other which have common ancestor and then at some point they diverged 
so they started having different species and similarly for multiple branches you can find the common points and eventually you can trace back all the life to one common source now as you can see this is not really a difficult idea it's a very simple idea but as i said it's controversial because it challenges some of the fundamental beliefs of people about who they are and what they are doing on this planet and uh, to be fair to the people of the past it's very difficult to observe these kind of processes with their own eyes and that's why they didn't believe in it for example aristotle he concluded that species cannot change into one another monkeys will be monkeys and humans will be humans but as science developed sometime around 18th century people started concluding that yes monkeys are monkeys and humans are humans but things can change given enough time and this bit is very crucial and uh, that is something we have discovered over the period of time in fact um in the last 15 20 years we've had far more evidences than we have ever had in the past through fossil fuels through genetic research that how we the species are interlinked and in fact if we were not if we were independent uh, most of the medical research would have been impossible and that's how we we conduct tests on animals and then eventually develop medicines and vaccines for human beings in fact uh, um, some of the carbon dating uh, evidence suggests the same if all the species were created at the same time we would not find the order in which we find the fossils so that also um, is enough of an evidence one common objection that you will find in this topic are uh, is sometimes when people say that where are the intermediate species for, for example when there is monkey and there is human where is the intermediate species between the two and the answer to that is pretty simple for example uh, you have let's say uh, a fruit and then somehow you modify it through your research genetic research and uh, agricultural practices then you develop a new fruit then you will have two different fruits but the intermediate would always be missing whatever species you have you can always find this question that where is the intermediate between these two if there was intermediate between two then you would ask another question same question that where is the intermediate between these two so at a given point of time you will always see the end result the species itself you won't see the journey how that species have developed or evolved and uh, last point that uh, 
the people say that uh, it's just a theory and there is not enough evidence as i said there has been enough evidence now and almost all the uh, biological sciences pretty much accept this just like any other fundamental um, law in physics in fact we should remember that a theory in physics is not how we use it in a, a theory in science in general uh, it's not something how we use in our real life that theory somebody throws up in the air and um, you know there's no perfect evidence for that scientific theories are tested time and again until we find enough evidence and then the scientific community accepts them so there is no problem here but the question real one is how does this happen how does the evolution takes place and that takes us to the second part of the discussion which is the natural selection what is what is this natural selection i think a lot of people talk about it but uh, very few at least in the common public understand how this works and uh, darwin made a huge contribution in that because as far as evolution is concerned or the changing species idea was concerned it was there apart from darwin many other scientists they were talking about this but very few had this idea very few worked on or successfully worked on how this works so natural process natural selection the simple and powerful idea changed the approach in which we viewed the evolution so let's just very simply understand what is this what how does this work so first of all we must remember that natural selection it takes place when three conditions three they are met the first condition is there is a population of things or species that make copies of themselves one the second condition is the copying process is not perfect and the third condition is the copying errors lead to differences in the ability of offspring to survive and make copies of themselves and uh, the reason i said not just the species but things but because um it can apply to anything that can copy itself computer viruses can copy themselves therefore computer viruses can evolve by natural selection but let's focus on uh, animals and living beings so consider small animals any kind of animal you can imagine they make copies of themselves that is they reproduce the copying process is not perfect uh, the offspring would be different in some ways from the parents and the third one is these differences in the offsprings will determine the chances of them having offspring in the future in the philosophy of science or philosophy of evolution this is illustrated with a beautiful story let me tell you that 
so once upon a time there was a population of pale butterflies uh, which lived in england when the butterflies sat on the pale tea branches birds sitting on those trees could not spot the butterflies very easily then one day some industrialist he builds a factory near those trees and all the branches uh, turn grey because of the pollution now the butterflies they were no longer hidden when they sat on the branches and the birds on those trees they were now able to spot the pale butterflies easily against a dark grey background so the butterfly population began to decrease because more and more of them were getting eaten by the birds the butterflies then continued to had offspring but they did not live very long but since um, the offspring of all the butterflies were not exactly the same some had developed different colors so eventually as i said they were getting eaten by the birds however when there was a grey butterfly or two on the branch which were born because of some defect some kind of genetic changes there is a lot of processes that's go on that go on and because of that as i said these butterflies have different colors all of them are not exactly same maybe there are here and there variations so we have grey butterflies and those very few grey butterflies when they are sitting on the grey branches then they were getting saved because of that color and birds were unable to eat them and now over the period of time we will see a rise of grey butterflies and suddenly the population of grey butterflies grew immensely in that area this is what we refer to as natural selection and this is what makes it even more dangerous than the theory of evolution because in evolution we can still say as many people do that evolution is happening because of some kind of magical or god's interference but this suggests that is happening on its own because of the events around a species surroundings and as you can see the same process gets replicated from species after species for example we as species and that is human beings when um, we were living on trees and suddenly those of us who came down and used our feet so then the groups of people uh, which were not exactly human by then they they had advantage in certain areas so they started wandering and eventually over thousands and millions of years they evolved into from something similar to animals to something similar to what we call as human beings and this story goes on for almost every species on the planet why almost in fact every species uh, you see dogs around you they were evolved from wolves uh, 
um, when at some point in human history some wolves were domesticated those were the nice obedient wolves and uh, you can see the in this case however uh, we selected there was not the natural selection we selected particular breeds particular kinds of dogs the ones which were more obedient which were nice probably less aggressive in certain cases and then uh, and and we discarded the other ones which we found dangerous and eventually we had dogs and nice dogs and you find over the period of time uh, dogs have become much nicer and in fact those breeds are growing so that is how eventually we find human beings on this planet and so that's the story of evolution through natural selection